Good afternoon, everybody, in the BAS Fantasy Football League. This is your commissioner, Ryan Schwartz, coming to you with the kickoff of Season 8 of the Bitches Ain't Shit Fantasy Football League. Yes, the name is still staying. We are recording live on Saturday, July 20th. Uh, it's about 5.30 in the evening, afternoon. I hope you all have been having a wonderful uh, rest of your winter into spring and fully engulfed into summer with it being uh, close to 100 degrees today and yesterday. Uh, thought it was a good idea to record the uh, the podcast as the uh, heat outside dictates me not wanting to do a goddamn thing uh, outside. Uh, so yeah, this is uh, this is really going to happen. Um, Rather than going to the email that I started uh, drafting, I wanted to keep up with the uh, with what we're trying to do from a podcast standpoint. It looks like everyone is listening, uh, enjoying. Uh, we're going to continue the theme of of, of talking through uh, the league and what is going on this year, not as well as what's going on last year. Uh, I'll try to have a special guest in the house today as well. Uh, you know, a lot of things going to be going on as we're uh, talking through. So uh, I hope you guys are all doing uh, very well, enjoying time with uh, family and friends, and uh, looking forward to another wonderful year of fantasy football. Uh, the, so again, if, as we start into it, we'll get into some of the nitty-gritty of uh, some of the topics I have here. But as I usually send out with the, uh, with the email, there's certainly a lot of uh, specifics and, and you know, standard things that we need to um, get through uh, in terms of that. So I'm going to start with just some of the facts. Uh, we are going to continue with the draft tradition of the Sunday before Labor Day. So for, for those of you that need to mark your calendar, it is uh, September 1st. I went ahead and updated the, uh, the draft uh, date today in the ESPN League, so everything is activated. You can, uh, at, well, at the end of this podcast, you can actually start thinking about, you know, where, you, where you're thinking about doing in terms of uh, draft positions and things along those lines. But, you know, again, uh, this is going to be a, a live draft at, at, at Casa de Schwartz. Um, certainly by now, I would hope that you have my address. Uh, I'm not going to disclose it on this podcast, considering this is now out there in the world on all podcast providers. Uh, so that is something that if you don't have my address, you can certainly text me um, and I will gladly give you that information uh, by also replying to say this in your contacts. And if you have not done so already, you are a dumbass. So outside of the basics of what we do every year for the draft, uh, go ahead and I voted the uh, draft kit today as well. I'm getting pumped for uh, everything that we do in, in the draft season, um, especially the draft, of course. Uh trying to think so timing uh, as usual we will start around uh, 12 o'clock or when anyone feels really to uh, to show up uh, purpose of the uh, early start is to go ahead and uh, just again have some have some fun times play a little can jam talk about any potential rules and things that we would want to uh, discuss as we go into season eight um, this is uh, uh, certainly uh, a podcast for those of you who have been listening. We did a special podcast for the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the Dynasty League that uh, DJ runs. So there was some fun stuff thrown around around how we do drafting in there as well as uh, BAS. So we had a nice podcast there. And if you go back to uh, the previous episode, you'll see. Uh, so uh, certainly 
there are a number of things that we want to make sure that we are thinking about as we go through this podcast. Sorry, I've lost, lost my train of thoughts. I'm looking at my, uh, my notes right now. Uh, apologies for that. This is what happens when you do the podcast on the fly. So for the day of the draft, obviously we will uh, go through any proposed rule changes or things that we want to discuss as a league and put a vote that day to uh, make those changes. The only thing I had really written down for my notes uh, last year, and I could be forgetting something as, as I typically do, but is, is really uh, the discussion, the ongoing debate of the uh, IR spot. I know there has been some uh, uh, discussions around what the IR spot is and what the designation of the player being able to be positioned on the IR spot is. Um, I've been thinking about that long and hard, and I, I know that there are uh, certain uh, thoughts around that. So I want to go ahead and, and, and give a, a vote for this year going into that around does the person have to be fully positioned on IR or can that person just be ruled as out I think are the two variables in terms of where uh, things stand from that piece um, outside of that uh, we will go ahead uh, you know coming off of last season into this season we have uh, a new DOS uh, a punishment so rather than doing the uh, beloved uh, DOS song this year um, the current DOS holder uh, Alex Galsepis uh, is working on, I hope he's working on, uh, a calendar that is going to be shared at the end of uh, 2018 for uh, the league members of BAS. Uh, he basically has to take a picture uh, for every month of the year. It can be specific to a holiday. It can be specific to how he's feeling that day. But at all, whatever the picture may be, the one thing that needs to be present is the uh, the the glorious DOS that he uh, has now uh, for uh, another time, and he, he, I'm certainly he is uh, probably loving that very much right now. I uh, haven't really talked to Alex, so you know, hopefully he's following the format. If not, I'm sure he can throw some pictures together. Uh, one thing I was thinking about too with that, the, the, the objective of the calendar really is to, to get it for the full year, so come September uh, 1st, uh, we're not going to have that full calendar, right? We're still going to have three months for him to put that calendar together. So uh, I will give him some time to make sure that calendar is rolled out before uh, the new year and maybe even a little bit into the month of January, just knowing Alex and his tendencies to be a procrastinator. So we will uh, we'll go through and, and figure out uh, how that looks. Uh, that should be very interesting. I know Alex is probably putting a lot of thought or will put some thought into those pictures. So uh, really looking forward to that. Uh, the only other topic that we typically need to discuss and I put into the uh, email is uh, uh, reoccurring uh, league members. Uh, I know that with life and with everything going on that uh, this is something that is a, a commitment for uh, a number of weeks in, in the beginning or end of the year, I should say. Um, so I know that it is a, a challenge to sometimes get to the draft, a challenge to, to, to pay the uh, 160 bucks. As we discussed, we moved the, the uh, buy-in to $150 plus $10 for uh, various fees, including uh, plaque um, and uh, the, the draft kickoff. So with that said, um, as much as it, it, it is painful to say, if it is something that you're not uh, really looking to continue, I would hope that you would want to continue this forever. Uh, but I understand that, and I will look to see and reach out to everybody to make sure they're still cool with the draft date and uh, um, uh, playing in the league. So hopefully that's just a formality of things that we need to uh, kind of get through. Um, 
and and you know again hopefully we just stay consistent um yeah more to come we'll talk a little bit more about that at the draft and uh, uh you know again it's uh something that's part of the league but i hope you guys find a lot of uh, fun in this league and uh, find uh, just just good times and and I know even for me it's a time when I get to see all of my friends in one spot which uh, we don't typically get to do all the time so it is uh, a really special uh, special day for me and I'm sure for a lot of you the same so uh, let's keep the good vibes going for for season eight uh, let's keep uh, a lot of the uh, enthusiasm going as always with the uh, group text messages memes and everything associated with that it's always a, a fun time um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's all the basic stuff. Uh, nothing really, uh, too exciting, uh, outside of just, uh, the anticipation of the pictures from the calendar that we are all very much looking forward to. Um, so that said, I did mention that we would have a, a special guest. Um, I think it's more of a prestigious special guest from, from my opinion, uh, for the person that's going to be sitting on for the rest of this podcast. And, um... You know, I, I, for those of you listening to the LOEG podcast, one of the things I want to do, and, and think about this as you're, as you're potentially going to be getting interviewed, because I will be going through the rest of the league this year uh, for these podcasts, is, you know, you're a professional athlete, right? You're, you're stepping up to, to the plate. You know, you're stepping up to the line, shoot your free throws. You're, you're coming out of the stadium, and everyone's screaming your name. You know, what's, what's, that, what's that theme music that you would, you would have playing? What would you be stepping up to the plate for? You know, and really, I mean, it's something you need to think about, right? Because that, that's a staple. It tells you, tells you who you're about to work it with. So that said, for the Fantasy Football Podcast today, we have our back-to-back champion. We got Patrick Bagley in the house. And for his theme music, he went with Swiss Beats. Jada Kiss is fabulous. Theme music, motherfuckers. Let's let let's let fizzle for a second. Have you ever listened to this fabulous and Jada Kiss story, man? Theme music. Go listen to it. Hot shit. So, Pat, I see you, you know, acting all gang from the background, man. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. I just want to say thank you for uh, having me and uh, bringing me onto the podcast. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, it's a really, uh, it's a fun, it's a fun day. It's a fun day <laughs> coming into the uh, the podcast. Well, we're in, we're in the basement right now. We're all the we're all the uh, magic happens. And thank God um, for that because it's definitely cool in here. Yes, it feels it feels very nice compared to the outside. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I thought you know who do I need to bring in on the podcast? Well, we need to bring the champ, right? We heard a little bit of the champ at the Festivus podcast in terms of you know what's his strategy, how you know how he how he holds his throne year over year. Um, so, uh, from that standpoint, I couldn't think of anyone else better to, uh, to come to the podcast for the, the kickoff of the, uh, is this season eight, right? Se- season, yeah, season eight coming up. All right, It's cool. definitely season eight, and, uh, I would like to say congratulations to you, also. We got Champ to Champ right here with going on with this podcast, which is also, I think, an, a definite plus. That is true. I mean, there is nothing better when you get a number of champions, uh, in the room to just really discuss about, A, how they 
just succeed in life and fantasy football and, and <laughs> you know and, and b just uh there's just a there's just a positive vibe in in the air so you know certainly i'm glad you were we were able to make some time for this uh uh you know it is uh it's good to uh good to have you on board so this is also i don't know if i called out in the beginning but not only season eight but this is also episode eight of the uh of the bas fantasy football oh, awesome. podcast so it actually is synchronizing very well right now uh this probably will be one of those odd times that it synchronizes because i don't <laughs> think it will uh maybe again at this point so um so pat you know i a number of things that i want to you know obviously we're going to have a discussion on for the for the podcast today but there's just a couple uh I think usually when I bring on guests, I want to you know pick their brain a little bit about things, ask some uh, ask some questions, and and you know have have a little fun. Uh, certainly, as part of the podcast, we're going to get into some of the uh, discussions around uh, the off season acquisitions and things that have changed, and and some other uh, items that we're going to go through. But you know, I mean, having been the champion right for the past two seasons, season seven and season six, you know, I mean. What is it like in the world of a champion, right? So, I'm just saying, like, when you wake up every day, is your alarm set to, like, I chose my dues, do, 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 right? Do you just, like, da, 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 right? I mean, absolutely. How's, how's it feel? I mean, you got, you got, um, you got to be pretty confident in, 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 I tell you in what, the, the, the first time felt great, but the second time, honestly, like, the day of, not only was it Christmas Eve, it was like I had gotten my Christmas gift early, knowing that I'd finally won this year. Um, but like to be able to do it twice in a row in our league, which I feel like is a very competitive league, it definitely is. It's one of the better feelings when you wake up in the morning, knowing not only that I have the plaque hanging on the wall as yeah. soon as I wake up and walk yeah. out of my bedroom door. <laughs> there the it pla- is. The plaque is right Boom. there. And, so, ha- and how did you feel about the uh, the picture that the, oh, uh, I love the, the picture. graphic designer? I think it's great. Brandon, I mean, Brandon, kills it. Brandon every, kills it every year, every time. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I have a little bit of the idea, and he makes it—he makes it uh, uh, beautiful. Um, but I think uh, I think it turned out pretty pretty good. Keeping the Eddie Lacy theme, I, I'm going to have a, a struggle like, if you win it again. I, so, if I win it again. so I mean, I guess there's going to be the theme, and 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 again, I mean, it's funny because we were talking in the in the Dynasty League, right? Uh-huh. Uh, about just to clarify for those yep. that listen to yes. it, right? We talked about the, the, the league extraordinary if, gentleman. Yeah, if you if you if you won back to back. Leagues. One of the rules proposes that the the leagues restarts. Right, you yeah. basically redraft. It's a it's a clean slate for everybody. And for the life of me, couldn't think of that. What did I say? Like the Darth Vader, yeah. or something, <laughs> some, something, something very yeah. uh, Star War ish. Yeah. Um, but please, please but, correct so, me because you so gave me that idea. The uh, the league is actually what it, it, it's the format's considered a, an empire empire league. Um, and it's just basically a rollover of all the money. Not all the money. Probably about like half of the money keeps rolling over where half of the money goes to the winner of each league each year that wins the league um and then if you win two in a row that's it it just blows up and starts all over again um i think it's i think it's a great option for dynasty leagues i also see the difference into why people would want to just keep it as a dynasty league without having that option that's true um because you know it it took us 7 years to get here to have a back-to-back champ but i mean uh, Josh has already won twice, so I guess you'd have to look into the rules of it being. I've heard it being where if you just win the league twice, not not you don't have to go back to back. So I think if it was a back to back, then maybe it would make it more sustainable. Whereas it was like you know you could have a league for three years and 
have somebody win it in those three years, and I feel like yeah. that's just not long enough for a dynasty league to to mature and feel like it's actually a dynasty league. Yeah, I mean, we should have something that like uh, maybe in our in our BAS league, uh, if you win like five times, yeah, over the course of whatever, you get like some type of additional prestigious award. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I mean, you know, there's there's fantasy, you know, Super Bowl rings almost like you can mm. get yourself like a little Super Bowl ring. And then that would let you know how <laughs> how much you have dominated your league. Yeah, it sounds like the year that that if that ring or something would occur, the the league dues would be a little bit higher because we would need to uh, oh to, yeah need to fund fund that absolutely. Um, yeah, no, that's that, or, I, or or the winner takes it out of his. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wins. Sure, yeah. I'm gonna go buy myself this uh, buy myself this, this, this ring. ring. Um, Cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it is quite the accomplishment to do back to back, and and I and I am going to get into some specific questions around how you manage your team. You know, specifically, this is the draft episode, so we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, you know, so again, you being the the, the champion, right? You come with a comes with a, a number of duties and things that you have to kind mm-hmm. of go through, right? Yep. Um, most uh, prevalently being the fact that the loser of the league. Which as of right now is uh, is is Alex. You get to select uh, their team name, um, and I know we were working on this with uh, with Jeremy last year. Yes. What it, uh, I think we were actually exchanging some uh, yep. some text messages around that, and we ended with uh, Blue with Waffle Blue, Supreme. Blue Waffle Supreme, which is yep. which was a really strong. It was. It was a name. strong. If I th- everyone knows what a the blue waffle is i mean if you think of blue waffle supreme i mean is there a little is there a little juice caked around everything you're seeing or i mean what is what is that i don't know but it was a pretty pretty awful name so i don't know one of the things i wanted to ask you i mean again you don't need to to confirm anything until till the day of the draft and you have plenty of time to think but i mean alex is such a i mean he is like he's like he's like the method man of our friends right he he's really AKA is aka the iron lung yes. aka Mr. Meth, right? I mean, A.K.A. Big Gay Al, right? There's so many things. A.K.A. That, that... Pound Slayer. Oh, there, yeah. I mean, if 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 I if I were the champion I, right yes. now, there would be no other name in my mind to have for for Alex as L.B. Slayer, right? Yes. Because, I mean, Alex, I know you're doing you're doing well for yourself now, and you're and you and you're and you're kicking ass down down south, but. But we know, man. I've seen the pictures of Dorothy, right? And 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 I don't know if she was dressed up as Dorothy or the house that fell on the witch. But hey, you got that name for a reason. But certainly, I think that there are a number of of of, of clever names that could be uh, be given to Al. I mean, outside of Houseley, are there any other any other any other uh, gems that are that are coming to your mind? Or? Honestly, I have not come up. It's it's a. I will say it's a lot tougher to come up with mm. with a, a a bad team name for somebody than than you'd originally think it would be. Like when we voted on it, it seemed like yeah, it's a great idea. Like it's a great idea, but you figure to be able to just like come to it, come come to you uh, naturally pretty quickly. And it's it's definitely a, you definitely sit and think about it, and you just it's hard to come up with something. Yeah. Oh, for for sure, right? <laughs> like, and, and and you want something that they're not, they're just not going to be really happy with. Exactly. Right? Yeah, like if if I were win the, to, to you know the year, like, and I had to put up, if I go into the plaque store and say, yes, for two thousand eighteen, may you please put blue waffle supreme yes. on the plaque, and that and that sticks. It's just kind of like ugh. So it is something that 
But hey, you know, it, it could be motivating. Uh, Alex has been one of those uh, few that have gone from last to first. Yes, he has. So yes, he maybe has. this could be where he uh, This could be another big, his, uh, big turnaround year for Al. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So uh, looking forward to that, but it looks like we have a we have a strong uh, strong contender. Maybe you want to have a nice like adjective in front of Pound oh, yeah. Slayer, like abusive, or I, I, I don't know. I, or I mean, or you could tie it into somehow figure out a way to tie it into football, where the offensive mm. line is the Pound Slayer. Yeah, have, or with the picture maybe. I don't know if I don't know if we voted on being able to select the picture as well as the name. So we talked we talked a little bit about this, right? Um, I, I think Brandon sent it to me, uh, but he sent me a picture of just like just like a, a like an emoji of a black dick, and we we're like, okay. oh, that you know that has to yeah. be the 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 icon of the you. team, right? Yep. But I don't think ESPN will allow you to put that type of image. Okay. I think it'll be blocked. Okay. So I know when um, Josh named. Uh, uh, what did he name? It was like the the, the gay oh, guy. Oh yes, uh, Woody Harrison. I think it was Woody Harrison played him. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Or Matthew, or Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Um, Jesus, what was that? What was that name? He's, he, if he's listening, he's probably he's probably gonna he, shout this out as well. But he had the uh, he had the icon of that yep. of that character for for uh, Brandon that year. So you can select the icon as well. So in addition to. Um, you know, and I'm sure you could probably get away oh, with some I like could probably find some good large stuff for, women yeah, photos absolutely. or things along those lines. I mean, there's definitely uh, options. There's a large you array can make. of those yeah, choices. So, so, uh, so select that. Select that wisely. That's a. That's a. That's a I, I feel like that's a fun little you know twist for the added uh, loser, right? Um, you know, I almost feel like it'd be a great picture for Alex to do as a calendar. Mm. For like Thanksgiving, he'd be dressed up as a turkey, and it, on the turkey it would say Pound Slayer. I think I, that would be like the greatest Thanksgiving November picture. I hope he listens to this podcast. <laughs> I I that's think that a would fantastic be a idea. Yeah, that's a very, <laughs> very admirable <laughs> idea. I mean, gobble gobble, Alex. Yeah, I mean, exactly. come on, buddy. Absolutely. Oh, get so, all those lbs. Oh man. Uh, so uh, you know, again, uh, congratulations as a commissioner to you know it's 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 uh, it's nice to go back to the same place and have, and you know basically go into the guy that puts a name on the plaque and say. You just need to replicate what you did the year before. It makes my uh, <laughs> makes, makes it, a lot it easier. makes my life a lot I'm easier. Sure. Yeah, and and the, and the guy that I go to the plaque store, he's not, I don't know if he's all there. So it's usually a process to just uh, spell things out for him. Okay. So, um, but I mean, he does he does great work? He's all he always calls me it's when the stuff's done, and you know we're we're good to go from there. So that's awesome. So that's a that's a, an accomplishment. I'm sure you're going to strive to uh, to get. I'm that. definitely looking for a um, repeat. You know, but as we get into the uh, as we get into the draft order and things along those lines, like you know, and one of the things that uh, we'll get into a topic, but again, we we say like statistically that if you have one of the top six picks, uh, that a lot of times you're gonna you're gonna bode very well compared to the the rest of the league. So we'll get into that a, a little bit. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about you being being a champ, and I know that's a that's that's a great feeling, and you continue to kind of ride that through for this season. Um, we're going into this year, right? So I want to get into some of the specifics and things going on. I mean, there have been some really, you know, obviously we have the the rookie class uh, in right now. Though, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to have a little bit of a fantasy football conversation okay. now. Let's so, a lot of off season changes. So, uh, the the first question I have, right, aside of where the rookies landed, okay. Um, Let's let's talk a little bit about the teams and the players that excite you based on where they landed, 
And then, you know, again, let's spend some time on that, and then we'll go on the flip side, and we'll talk about, based off of that, you know, what worries you, right? And, and this could be in relations to how you may draft uh, a player, right? Or uh-huh. how you may think about, uh, you know, the team as a whole. Do I want any of that team, et cetera, et cetera. So um, you start, and again, we'll just we'll just kind of kick the uh, tires on this for a little bit. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, uh, there's been a lot of... Uh, there's been a lot of changes. I would say, I guess the biggest one that everybody would come to mind where... I feel like even though he changed teams, I feel like it really doesn't affect his draft position this year. I feel like everybody is... It's uh, Odell Beckham. I feel like most people still feel pretty high on him. Everybody's high on Baker Mayfield at the same time. And, you know, I feel like some people changing teams might, might you know, think secondly about who they're going to... Like, whether they take him there. Like, I'm sure Antonio Brown, in, on the flip side. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like right now Odo Beckham Jr. is a safe bet. I would I would definitely be excited about drafting him still in the top in the first round. Um, so he's still first. He's still first. I, think, round I still think he's a first round. I, I completely agree. I mean I feel like the first the first round receivers from from my standpoint with the with the running back sprinkled in is uh, Odell right uh, uh-huh. DeAndre Hopkins yep Michael Thomas absolutely Devontae Adams. All three of which are currently sitting on my dynasty. Team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to talk about you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We might, you're, maybe you're, we can make that trade for uh, for Edelman on maybe, the, uh, I'm on the air here. We can maybe make that happen. Um, but yeah, I think I think Odell and and honestly, I mean, God bless the Browns. Like I think of the, our I think of our buddies Nick and, and uh, Todd. Yeah, and Todd, absolutely, dude. man. Like, they you stuck know, through just it. like just like I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a closet Dolphins fan. I um, pray for Brandon every day. Um, well, yeah, he's going to have. I mean, if you look at the stats compared to, I think it's like 300 to 1 for the Dolphins, yep. whereas the Browns are like a 20 to 1 favorite to win the Super Bowl. And think about where they were two years ago. Oh, it's, an, it's, it's, it's insane. unbelievable. It's insane. It's I was listening to a podcast the other day, and it's like, um, it's the, one, the one person commented, like, the Browns fans are probably just ecstatic that their odds are 20 to 1 win. They're like, don't even need to play the seasons. <laughs> we got great odds. We're like, we're to good. Win the Super we're Bowl. in. We're in. Yes. It's I great. mean, I mean, the Browns are the Browns are an interesting team for sure, and I, I think you know, I think you touched on that 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 team as well. You know, with with Landry going to the team, right? We got we still have uh, Chubb is going to be playing the the, the, yep. the main role in the backfield. I think the team has has the high sneaky hopes, the right? sneaky aspect of speaking of you draft, think so, yeah, sneaky aspect with the draft of of Kareem Hunt. Um, even though he is only suspended for eight games, how is he going to fold into that offense as well? Yeah, I mean, with how with how explosive he was with Kansas City, it's only you know it'd be really interesting to see how he is going to be with that team. I feel like this is what's going to happen with 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 Kareem Hunt, and I'm sorry for Kyle who has him in Dynasty, but I think that he is not going. This is not going to be a year for him, regardless of the eight games. No, right? I, like, I like uh, again. Barring injury, like Nick Chubb is going to be that that backfield. They might utilize Hunt. Like I just don't see him coming off as like maybe the third, the third down back. He might be the third down back, and they just I mean because Duke Johnson was was out. I mean his his pass catching was okay in Kansas City, but he wasn't like. But he can catch the ball. I think I think because like I said, Duke Johnson doesn't want to be there anymore. So I feel like I feel like Kareem Hunt when he gets back. Because I feel like Nick Chubb also doesn't catch the ball that well out of the backfield. I feel like Nick Chubb is more like a, a Jordan Howard, if you will, if speaking of new teams and new players. Yeah. Um, I feel like he's more like a Jordan Howard where he's a first and second down back. But, I mean, it is only his second year, so obviously those things can can show 
that he is actually more than he can be with every down back. So we'll see what happens with Nick Chubb. That's, yeah, we'll I, see. I, I mean, see. Yeah. Everybody knows that Kareem Hunt can be a three down back, so we'll see how that works. They might use him as a trade asset and end up getting even more because you just never know. They are going to be an interesting team to watch. Now, you mentioned one player specifically, and I was going back uh, as we're preparing for the podcast and just mm-hmm. listening to the uh, the Festivus episode that we had a number of uh, league uh, members on, and, and you're talking about your ride or dies, right? Yep. And, and one of those being, uh, of course, uh, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Mentioned, right? Absolutely. So, um, I know he's been your boy for the past, uh, past. I, I think you actually said like... Uh, three out of the last four years. Three last four years. First now, round. We'll get into your draft positions, and, and, and again, uh, I want to bring this topic back up, yep. but, but certainly he's not a first-rounder. No, I, yeah. I, I don't feel... like Do you see you don't still feel as confident? No, with, I uh, mean, not that Amari Cooper is anything to shine a light on as a, good, like, as a consistent fantasy football player, but you could see the difference of what he did once he was traded away from Oakland with John Gruden and, and Derek Carr as his you know counterparts... Yeah, it's a money grab. Yeah, it's a, it's a money grab. I mean, it's it's a, it's a shame, but it's like Absolutely. you know maybe he'll still be you know still be great, but Derek Carr's not a good quarterback. Exactly. Right. That's that's and the their line is not like it, it's not what it was with Pittsburgh. No. Nope. Right? And that's, when you're a wide receiver, you are you are reliant on those yeah. two things. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. It's just it's just like uh, you know what that fucker Bell is going to be like on the Jets. <laughs> it's right? it's going to be interesting. He is he is one of those guys where I think he'll still get like uh, the touches that he that he needs. Right. Yes. Or will he bitch and complain that he's getting too many touches and have somebody else come in? Like, I just, I can't stand Le'Veon Bell for so many reasons. <laughs> um, I will not be taking him my draft, even if he was there in, like, the fourth round for any any respect or reason. So I don't think he will be. Um, but, yeah, I just don't think, like, there's a, on, on the flip side, and we're talking about some of the negatives of, uh, of where people landed. Like, yes. Another money grab is just it's just leaving Le'Veon Le'Veon Bell. going to the Jets. And the even funnier part is the money grab that he got wasn't as much as he well. He's, he's an idiot. Grab. I mean, yep. he's just he's just an it's idiot, right? And and now we got we got what two players that are that are playing that same that same uh, game, right? We yep. got Melvin Gordon's doing the same thing no, as Melvin well Gordon's as doing uh, the same thing. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott is. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott. I don't. That's, think, I yeah, think Elliott's everyone, not going to be Everyone's saying that that's something not to worry about. Yeah, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon has specifically come out saying. Absolutely, that he will not be one hundred percent showing up at training camp. If he, yeah, he wants, he contract. wants it. He wants, he a, new wants a new contract. Yeah, he's looking. He's looking at the David Johnsons of the world, and he's, he's looking, looking at, at what Todd Gurley really got. Todd Gurley really got absolutely, and where he's at in his uh, in his career. And I get and it. that's scary too. I get it. If you think about it, it's like I went through the pain last year yep. of, uh, of of drafting Le'Veon Bell and and watching James Conner get get taken from me, and yep. and, and again. That was completely my Good fault. Old Frank. Hey, we, we completely squashed that. Absolutely, it, it was, was completely squashed that beef. And, and again, I, I I admit when I was wrong. You know, I need to uh, I need to take uh, <laughs> depending was, on depending, on, the, depending on the first running back I draft. I will certainly uh, certainly think about you know what what the handcuff needs to be uh, from that standpoint. Um, you know, but again, it, that that is what it is. But yeah, Le'Veon Bell is I I I'd be be shocked on. How he performs this year. So, so what you're saying is, me offering you Le'Veon Bell in a trade isn't going to work in our dynasty league. Yeah, I don't, I okay. don't, I don't think so. Because you're going to go for, for for one of my big dogs, and I don't, I don't. No, I'm. I actually have had a lot of offers for him, and I'm kind of. I, I mean, I'd be, I'd be, I think, I want to see, I want to see, especially from a dynasty Cause, standpoint. Because the other thing is, Sam Darnold doesn't look bad as a quarterback. 
No, no, as, no. As so if you, can, if you can open the field, you can. And definitely... he can also dump it off like Ben used to to him. So because Le'Veon Bell is very good at catching the ball as well, so it yeah. could be a very good outlet for Sam Darnold. So you know, some people I don't know. I haven't really looked at where his average draft position is this year. Um, Le'Veon Bell's. I'm guessing it's probably around second round, third round, it's, maybe. It's probably late. late I don't see second. it being first round. I mean, it really depends, right? Because again, when you talk if, about if you want, if it's your guy, you want your guy. That's it. I always, I always do mock drafts and in, in preparation, and I'm and I drafted my position. But I think just like me and DJ were talking about in in the pre, it doesn't matter. Our that, league, our, our league. league is so o- and over I feel the like, top, and the which is a good is, thing. Like absolutely, I feel like a lot of leagues will say that about their league too. Like you just never know. I feel like everybody in in mock drafts, you just kind of like. It, I feel like somehow the pieces always fall for you, and then like those pieces that you expect to happen here, in our draft, just never, never happen the way you wanted to. No, 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 no. it's so frustrating. It's difficult too because yep. you know, I feel like I'm always very like I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. Like I like rather than having like where the rankings are from mm-hmm. whatever ADP or whatever, I have enough knowledge about the players and. And the exactly. targets and the history and things along those lines that go into picking players at certain times. But I'm always, I feel like I always just am like a little bit too drunk when I'm drafting. And maybe I just need to, to, uh... See, I feel like last year I was, I definitely was a lot drunker than I was planning on being when our draft started. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of helped. It, the draft kind of felt me. I mean, put it this way. I, I forgot to draft a kicker or... Uh, quarterback, no, it was definitely a kicker. I feel like I forgot to draft last year or defense, um, but I drafted both of them in the last two rounds because I think the last round instead of drafting a kicker, I tried drafting a wide receiver. Um, that's how that's how drunk I was by the end of our draft. Yeah, we're definitely uh, some shots to be had for players that were already taken. <laughs> I, mean, I, I know I did one myself. I did not want Josh to feel alone taking shots, so I joined him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh definitely uh, definitely likes to to pour him down, and God bless him for that. Absolutely. Um, any other uh, big uh, off-season changes that you wanted to uh, to talk about? I'm trying to think. Um, um, you know, certainly with the Eagles, like our boys, right? You talked a little got, bit about Jordan, Jordan Howard, Deshaun Jackson. Um, Deshaun Jackson coming back. I feel like they're still they're not like they're not going to blow you away, kind of things. Like you're not going to trade, you're not going to change up your draft for those types of players. You know what I mean? No, no. I think both. both I feel like both Jordan are, Howard, Deshaun Jackson are, are well, you know, like in bench the players, rounds. bench exactly. players, yeah, I or mean, like your flex. Um, or I mean, I mean, Hort, Howard, I feel like could be your RB two because I feel like he's gonna get his goal line touches. He's definitely gonna be our Legarrette Blunt down in the goal line. Like he's gonna, he's gonna, you know. I like I say he's gonna. I, get I, I like Jordan Howard. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I, like, I, I, think, I think he's he gonna get. Eight, I get a little bit of bum rap. And, I think he could definitely get eight touchdowns this year. And if and if I were looking for. If I was in one of the rounds where I'm like, hey, I want to take a running back, and I'm looking at what's on the board, right? And you have yep. like, um, you know, Derrick Henry, Jordan Howard. Uh, yeah, um, I'm trying to think who else would be in that in that same uh, tier. Probably some second stringers. You probably have like, uh, uh, who's the guy from um, uh, the Rams? Uh, Daryl oh, uh, Henderson. Um, Daryl Henderson, Henderson, right? Yep. Like he would probably be in that yep. tier, right? But you also got to remember Brown. Brown's on the uh, the Rams as well. For a running back that I, I'm pretty sure... I mean, everybody's expecting Henderson to take it. But he's definitely... That's one of those teams where, with the James Conner handcuff, you got to think about, because everybody's worried about Todd Gurley's health right now. Well, yeah, yeah. Do you want to take I mean, him as a handcuff? Because I generally don't like to do that. I would... 
I mean, it, it, again, depending on where depending on where you draft, like I feel like Todd Gurley, like specifically, is still going to try to be going in the late round one. If you yep. look at the players on the board, right? I mean, because again, the four running backs you're looking at are Barkley, Elliott, McCaffrey, and Kamara are the are the two. Now you got Melvin Gordon, who's like speculative, and is like, do you want to take a chance there? You got Todd Gurley, who's speculative. I guess David Johnson's in that in that in that first. That first bucket, David Johnson right? is definitely. I I feel like David Johnson is definitely in that first one. I feel like David Johnson is going to have a pretty good bounce. He didn't have a bad year last year, but I feel like this year is going to be a lot better for him. I think. It, well, the Cardinals speak, our team is speaking is of excitement. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, speaking yeah. of excitement, you know, you got you got the change with Kyler Murray there. Um, I think it helps out David Johnson. Yeah, Christian Kirk. What year? Year two, two, right? Yeah, you got Christian, Christian Kirk, Kirk too. Um, and then uh, you know you got the always. Flexworthy Larry Fitzgerald sitting there, who somehow, some way, always puts up fantasy points. I feel like he's, he's gonna have a huge. Year I, yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be like one of those like steals. Absolutely, he's gonna be know? one of those eighth round picks that you get wide receiver that just like, or he could be like my. Like, I would probably like, skip like, over. Like, yeah, skip over my Emmanuel like, Sanders that yeah, I had in fifth sure, or sixth round last sure. year. Like that just paid off. Oh yeah, I mean there's there's I mean that and again that's like where that's where the difference maker is. Absolutely. With, uh, with getting far into the uh, season, playoffs and championship, you know, making the right right uh, player picks and then panning out for you. And then they always everybody's don't. staying healthy too. Yeah. That's the biggest and, and that's, thing. Oh, that's, and that's the biggest, the biggest thing. That's the biggest key. I mean, you can have, I mean, you know, we talk about, um, you know, where you where you draft in terms of you know one through six. You know, mm-hmm. typically being, I mean, I know I, I I talk about myself a lot on this, but I mean, I've been in in high pick last year. I was two. I got fucked. Yep. I was you, I was picked one and pick one two other years. Um, the other time, one fucked. of those other times, you, yeah. I got fucked every time. Maybe you had every David time. Johnson the one year. David Johnson yep, and then uh, right. and then uh, Adrian Peterson. And so then I, I've, out, been, yep. I've been fucked. So maybe maybe for me personally, I need to have a, a, a later draft pick. Uh, I I mean that's I don't a, know. It's very possible. Like I think maybe that's just like or I maybe just, just more towards the middle of it. Like I mean, I've drafted three and five the two years that I've won. Yeah. Um, but five, I definitely felt. A lot more comfortable. I guess I got. I mean, to me, I got lucky um, with where I drafted on my my team last year. I feel like most of my team is who I want, who I drafted, which is I feel like is very rare. There's always at least one or two players that you pick up throughout the year um, that are gonna be and like you you were five last year. Okay. Yep, I was number five last year. Um, I think that was a good spot to be. I feel like it gives you two of the top. What we'll say, seventeen players. So like you're oh, not yeah. you're not you but that's why they say like twelve but like because if you're twelve you get you you get like the twelfth and the thirteenth best players but then you gotta wait so far. I feel like, like I mix, feel like, a, like I feel like the mi- ten eleven twelve is difficult right? It because is absolutely you're like, difficult. You're probably you're probably like well what what running back am I comfortable with or do I do I go with the you know the the top receiver or do I go with a a Kelsey Ertz type of scenario yeah. right because yeah. I mean that's something to to think about. Um, because the every podcast I listen to is saying they have those the three tight ends that oh, everyone, yeah, the, and everyone the, wants to the draft. teardrop is unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's incredible, right? Yeah. So it's it's a, it's a, tight ends a very just a, a scary position. So I, I I like the strategy of of taking one of those uh, one of those three. I guess they're what Kittle, Kelsey, and Ertz. Are, yeah, are that's, the three that's that, those are the three that everybody's saying. Um, see, I I I go the opposite. Um. I kind of like finding the middle tier. It it it. Just, I guess really depends on how the draft comes to you at the same time. Yeah, I'll get a beer. Right. 
Keep talking about it. Um, what are you talking about that draft? I guess it depends on how 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 the draft falls for you, really. Um, I uh, let me see when did I draft a tight end last year? I feel like I didn't draft a tight end until the twelfth round. Um, so to me, I just try to go with all the wide. I got two wide receivers in a row last year. I just how it falls down for everybody is is what I think is going to affect your draft. It, it it's your strategy, what you're comfortable with. Um, you know, I drafted. I got lucky with Matt Ryan. Uh, at the end, yeah, I got a, I, did, I drafted him 14th round last year. 14th round. Um, See, that's and a, he I, ended I mean, up that's being. That's like you need to do. There's so many quarterbacks. There's so many quarterbacks. You can stream. I mean, quarterbacks. God bless it's, you if you want. If you want to go quarterback early on, let's check. But go if you want to take him in the like, say, say I would have taken Aaron Rodgers in the fifth round. One, he didn't finish the year realistically. Like, he got injured. Right. And then two, that would have been Emmanuel Sanders, not on my team. That's and crazy. I feel like the the those points are just so much more worth it because you need that depth. Where quarterbacks, you can literally just rotate them through. Absolutely. Like, think, about, absolutely. think about all the games that Ryan Fitzpatrick put up at the beginning of the year, and then you could go off of Ryan Fitzpatrick and then go to somebody else. Yeah. To me, that's one of the, that's, that's one of the strategies I've been thinking about, right? Like, depending on where a quarterback starts to go and starts whatever the case may be, A, I only want to select one quarterback because I'd rather not take a backup quarterback, even if even if it ends up being a quarterback that you're like whatever on, because mm-hmm. I'd rather keep my bench packed with other potential players. Absolutely, right? You you, you want to make sure you have that depth for yourself, right? Right, because you can always stream. You know, when it gets to week seven and you're like, oh shit, I got drop, I got drop. You my, can drop you your, can drop your worst person on your team, yeah. like a running back that's n- right. definitely not going to play. And there's certainly. A top fifteen quarterback, and at that point, you know. But again, I guess it depends, right? Because if everyone's like, you're in the tenth round, and people are drafting like their second quarterback, it's like, mm-hmm. oh fuck, well, what am I doing, right? And and you know, again, we have we have certainly people that that like to play it safe in terms of like value potential value of quarterbacks, but we have people who like to play value in everything. You got people drafting two tight ends in the you know the first ten, ten rounds or so. Ah, uh, hey, I mean, again. It's all so, about strategy and what you're comfortable with with your team. Like, like I said, I I drafted two wide receivers in the beginning, and I, it, it's it's what you think you can is going to come back to you, um, and that's where I say being in the middle is almost better because like you know there's, there's not as not many that much yeah where like you're drafting time. at the back of the draft or even at the beginning of the draft like your first pick you know what you're going to pick but then you really got to worry about it though there's there's what is it twenty twenty two twenty three other picks going before your next pick. So that's twenty. That's like 20, there's a lot. That's of a lot going. of players that are yeah, going. There's a lot of people. So going all the time. once you pick your second and third pick, you got to think far ahead, basically, which which I think is harder to project. No matter how many mock drafts you do, trying to project what people are going to do twenty two picks in between your your picks is one of the toughest things to do because you just don't know which way it's going to go, and pinpointing certain players, it's just if you're dead set on certain players. And you're hoping that they come back to you after twenty some picks. It's just tough to when you get into it, especially if it happens right before your pick. It flushes you, and then you're just you're you're kind of like scrambling because you only have that minute to draft somebody. So you're scrambling trying to find something. You're like, what do I do? What do I do? And you end up picking something that you want wanted nothing to do with the whole time. Yeah, I I, I don't ever want to to draft in the, in the front of the draft anymore. I've uh, I I'm not a I'm not a not a huge fan of that now. We'll get into some of the details around that in a second, but 
Um, <laughs> so, I mean, you mentioned you mentioned the word strategy, right? And you know, before we actually go into some of the spoilers of this podcast, um, you know, what's what's your strategy in regards to getting to the day of, right? I think a lot of times, well, I mean, what you said to me is we were prepping for the podcast is like, yeah, I'll pay you the day of because that's part of my superstition going into the draft, right? But yep. I, I think everyone has a little bit of a, of a different strategy in terms of planning for positions and like either getting getting the information that you want to have prepared for you the day of. So from your standpoint, outside of, you know, you're typically not knowing which, uh, which draft pick you're going to go into, like what is what is your, you, you know, your quote-unquote pat draft strategy? Like what are you doing in terms of like uh, – any type of prep, you know, we talked a little bit about what you do the day of, because yep. just finding out that, that, that position at that, or when you're drafting, what position you're drafting at, at that day. Um, and, you know, again, things like, you know, position preference, right? You mentioned the two, you know, I'm going to do receiver, receiver. I'm going to do, you know, here's where I go from quarterback. Here's where I look for tight ends. Like anything you want to disclose, right? Because I don't, you want, you want to give away too much of your secret sauce. So you can uh, try to go for, uh, for season three, but you know what is it? Are you you know are you listen to podcasts? Do you do your I own, do, you I do, do your own rankings. You know, tell me a little mm-hmm. bit about that. Uh, I do listen to podcasts. I actually took a break from listening to podcasts for a couple months, um, and I just started listening again. I I my podcast of choice is the Fantasy Footballers podcast. Um, yeah, it's I, very good. I, I feel like they do a really good job of of their podcast. They they break down really well. Um, they actually the draft kit that we buy that you buy. Is actually from their website. Right. They right. have they have this whole breakdown of all these things. I've actually never purchased their actual breakdown of everything, um, but just listening to their podcast, I feel like they do a really good job. Um, and then with the whole not knowing where I'm going to draft, I feel like it helps in the fact of not like pinpointing stuff. Like if I do a, a mock draft or anything like that, I actually don't even do mock drafts either. I feel like going into it knowing my tier breaks. If I know how I feel comfortable with the player, and like you said, we've been doing this long enough now where we know what player, what you can expect from most players, aside yeah. from rookies, obviously. But even rookies, like you have enough knowledge from like past experiences of like wide receiver rookies are not going to do as well as you know running back rookies per se. Right. So you don't, or tight end rookies. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I kind of like coming into it free, knowing that. I'm not dead set on stuff. Like I feel like I'm not locked in as as strongly on certain objects. So I feel like it, it just allows me to just let the draft come to me, as opposed to trying to force my way through the draft. Is, so you is just, my biggest. You, you're mostly playing with your gut. Yeah, I, I like to play with my gut. I I have an idea. Some strategy and some and some I, uh, statistics that would make you want to know what player you want to select. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, how do you, how how do you work on crafting your team, right? So in the instance of, and maybe we'll just look for last year, right? You taking if you go receiver, receiver, you know, from there when you when how, how are you thinking about? Obviously, you're not going to go three receivers, I would assume, so you're going to look at uh, running back, but do you, do you have a preference on how you would like to have your, 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 your team uh, started, or um, again, is it more, is it more, I just see how the draft falls? It's, it's kind of more how the draft falls, like, like I said, I got really lucky last year, like, I drafted Antonio Brown first round, and then Devontae Adams came all the way back around to me in the second round, um, and with that, knowing that, I felt really comfortable Having knowing that I had basically two wide receiver ones on my team, that if I drafted two running back twos, um, or at least a, somewhat of a starting running back, like like I got Joe Mixon, I actually 
I actually went three running backs right after I drafted the two wide receivers last year. So, um, But I feel like if you draft, especially in a full-point PPR, running backs that at least catch the ball, after you have two dominant wide receivers, I feel like it kind of makes up for them possibly not being an every down back and getting the yardage. Yeah, I mean, if I'm looking at the, you know, again, just to, just to throw some additional stats around our draft specifically, like if I look to where the running backs, after after you selected Devontae Adams, here are the running backs before your next pick. You ready? Devontae Freeman, mm-hmm. Hurt, Hurt. Jordan, Jordan Howard, and then you took Joe Mixon. Yep. Gangster. Yep. That's pretty good. Yeah, yep. I mean, it there's, was, there's, it, not, it there's not really, good. like, there's nothing to, like, you know, and then if you look at Devontae Adams, the receivers that went right after that were uh, Mike Evans, Hilton, Thielen, who maybe had a better start, and then and then and then Tyree and, Hill, which was yeah. a, a great pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, everybody's got their bust though. Like I had Lashawn McCoy picked as my fourth round pick, and that was you know didn't work out. I would say most of, my my next my second running back last year was Tariq Cohen, which was all the way in the eighth round. Yeah. So it just it just depends on luck at that point too. I feel like. Oh, for sure, right? Because when you pick when you're picking uh, when you're picking Joe Mixon, I'm sorry, when you're picking Lashawn McCoy, it's the wrong round. I mean, the running backs that are coming after that. I mean, you don't really see uh, a running back that had a lot of value last year until. No. Oh, I mean, you got to go quite a bit down. I mean, there's no one, you know... Uh, the, 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 Skittles, me, Chris Car- maybe Chris Sony Carson. Sony Michelle, maybe? Yeah, yeah I, Sony Michelle, and that's Mark what, Ingram, in, in, fifth in the, round, and he was suspended yeah. for the first four games. Exactly, yeah. Ingram had Ingram had a, a suspension, so... Ernie McCracken. Did anybody know that was a different one? Never mind. Sorry. No, no, Ernie McCracken's a guy. Yeah, that's, No, that was... Was that him? That's the AIDS guy that died, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys, we're looking at the, <laughs> we're looking at the draft board to go back to uh, to the uh, the losers' names. Uh, Ernie 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 McCr- Oh no, wait, no, wait. No, that's not him. No, no. Ernie, Ernie McCracken, McCracken is Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah. Ernie McCracken. From, is, yeah. Oh uh, shit. Kingpin. Yeah. Kingpin. Yeah. yeah. Kingpin. That's Woody Harrelson. Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. that's what you were thinking yeah, of the whole time. Right. <laughs> still don't know the gay, the gay guy's uh, name, Josh. I'm sure you're probably still yep. screaming his name. I, I got to go back to the draft board from the Ron previous Woodruff. year. Ron Woodruff. I had to look it up. Ron Woodruff. Woodruff, Woodruff, yeah. Ron Woodruff, thank you. Thank you for, for I clarifying had, I had that. to definitely go look at that because it was bugging me. That's awesome. Um, well, we haven't had a lot of good conversation here, Pat. And, and, and again, I think this is uh, a lot of good information for people to think about in terms of how they're going to the, into their draft uh, position. I'm looking at the time where we're at about 50 minutes, right? Okay. So um, I want to cut a, cut wow, a couple went, of them. That, that, that went by pretty Crazy, yeah, right? I know. That's, that's yeah, actually man, pretty wild. I was like, drink, wow. <laughs> drinking beers and uh, sitting in the basement talking about fantasy football is always, always a this, good I time. I could do this for a couple more hours. That's crazy. So I have a, I have a specific question because, you know, again, I want to have something uh, specific that I'm asking you. And then we're going to go into working on the close of this podcast. Might be going a little bit over than a typical 45-minute uh, time, but we're already uh, five minutes past that, so... Oh well, guys, go ahead and listen to it. It's it's this is really good content. I There's a lot of good things to think about as you're going into the draft. So, fuck you all. Um, <laughs> so so Pat, I know uh, you and I uh, share a um, love for for sneakers, uh, for kicks, and all of those things. Yes, uh, we do. Absolutely. Not just the stuff that's being uh, being dropped in the next uh, year and things to be looking forward to or in the past year. All time, right? Okay. Top three favorite pairs of shoes. Um, so top three. Top three. Whew. Yeah. All right. 
I mean, th- you, can, you can have a second to think about it. You want me to play the Jeopardy, uh, the Jeopardy music? <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you haven't, mm. why not? Um, top three. So, I feel like my top three is going to be a little different than most, because uh, I'm not much of a, a high-top wearer. I'm not a huge fan of the high-top shoe. Um, obviously, people would say Jordan Jordan 1s would be a classic. Oh, we don't even need... We don't, I don't even do... I don't think I don't we need this. I don't think we need it. I think we're good. I think, okay. I think I might have it now. Hold on. Um, we'll just let it go, though. All right, all right. Top I'm three. actually going to pull I heard, up. I heard, I heard Jordan 1s, a, a specific... There's, see, there's see, many, there's I'm many not, I, variants of the Jordan 1. I'm a huge fan of uh, the Jordan 1 Shattered Backboard. Uh, it's got orange and black in it. Orange? Yes, it's an orange Jordan. Um, I can actually show you a picture of it. Uh, but it's it's here we go shattered backboard it is orange and black it's mm. it's your classic retailing at nine thirty on yes is that, is that uh, stock, stock X, X? yes yeah. that is correct uh, those are one of my all time favorites um, I just I am a huge fan of the color orange so that's kind of why and I see you have bright orange uh, I do have uh, bright, laces, bright orange laces uh, on my on shoes sneakers. and those are for, these are for the, those uh, on the 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 off white Air Max nineties the the desert. Or is what they are considered. Very nice. Um, I really, I, they're they're very comfortable. I, Air Max nineties are definitely one of the more comfortable pairs of shoes you can get. Uh, one of my other favorite All right, shoes. Sneaker number two. These are ranked accordingly as well. Uh, I don't know if they're. Yeah, no, I don't know if they're ranked. Okay, we can we can we can look uh, at the number the two is called the Kid Robot. It's an Air Max one. Air Max one. You're such you're such a sneakerhead with the things that you're saying right now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I can't help it. Yeah. Uh, this is this is the la- the latest price of the kid robot that sold. I don't it's, like those. Twenty eight fifty. Yeah. Oh my. I love God. the robot. They look there's, like like Salkinis. And there's a kid robot on the back of them. Oh shit! That's yeah. pretty cool. Um, these are great. How many? Of they, how many of uh, uh, those are they manufacture? Oh, uh, that I do not know. Mm. Actually, that's a good question. No, sneaker at them. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but I can tell. Those you, are all time. I love those shoes. They're like black and pink, guys. For uh, black with like uh, just a classic. Pink it's a classic Air Max One. When did how? I mean, how you want to see some of the other classic ones? How old are those? <clears throat> uh, those are, I believe, in eleven. They came out. Oh no! Sorry, oh five. Oh five. Okay. They came oh. out oh five. Um, and then the other shoe that I like that's that's a classic is a uh, it's an SB Dunk, and it's called the Pigeon. I think uh, yeah. I know you're talking about. Yeah, that one. Yep, that's the uh, the staple pigeon. Very interesting. Oh yeah, yeah, I def- definitely know. Thirteen thousand dollars. Five hundred dollars. Yep. So we're looking at an so, app, so, guys. So just, just so you know, this, it's called StockX, right? So any sneaker that you potentially want to look at, if you ever want to look at anything and what it retails for and what you could resell it for, uh, shows on this app, right? So the sneakers we're just looking at, which were the SB Dunk pigeons. The yeah, the staple NYC pigeon. I don't know if I I don't know if I fully agree with your your top three all time. I mean, for some, me, I like some, some killers. Dude. Uh, there are some killers, but there was only 150 of these made. Yeah, but you're 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 going you're going extremely limited. Well, yeah, you super out. You're looking at sneakers that are thirteen thousand. So if you, so if you won a hundred thousand dollars in the lottery, you would buy at, 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 as part of that hundred thousand dollars spending, you would buy this for thirteen thousand dollars. I I don't know if I'd buy them for thirteen thousand dollars. I don't know if I'd pay anything for. I don't know yeah. if I would pay that price for shoes. Period, like I can like a lot of shoes. Like, what would you, what would you say your top three would be? I mean, I I think we've talked about this. I I absolutely 
love Jordans. Jordan Elevens. Exactly. Absolutely. And and there's many variants of them that I like. I like the traditional Concord ones. I like the Space Jam ones uh-huh. um, with the forty five. I like the uh, all gray ones. I don't necessarily. I think they're just called all gray. Um, and then the white, the white Carolina patent leather. Absolutely. Um, those are those, those are, are by, dope. by by far my favorite. I really like the pair of uh, Air Max Jason Kids that they had back in okay. the day, which were the ones they were kind of goofy. You like looking. the Derek Jeter Elevens? They're like all like they're like they're almost like velvet. They're actually really they're they're different. They're they're more of a cloth. They aren't like a patent leather. Hmm. No, I have not. I don't think I've seen them. The show me those. There you go. Oh, okay. I like the patent leather look. Yeah, I sure. think the patent leather look is definitely better. I mean, I like, I like, I like Jordan Twelves. I had a pair of Jordan Twelves uh, when I was younger. Twelves are nice. I, I guess it depends. I got on what a pair of Elevens. I got a pair of Fives upstairs, and I got a pair of the Chinese New Year Thirty Ones. Okay, those are those are those are real nice. Um, I, I see. I like lower shoes. I like I like the Air Maxes. Like the Air Maxes that you guys. Yeah. yeah. That you that you gifted to all of your groomsmen were yeah they're they're, they're phenomenal phenomenal they're custom there's a, there's a, there's only a, a love, six of those made yeah six of six six of six mine's one of six mm-hmm. it's great uh, but they just came out with a new Air Max one that I think is really cool that was done by the creator of the Air Max uh, Tinker Hatfield Tinker Hatfield uh, that it's called Tinker it's called the sketch to shelf so it has a breakdown of all of the of how he designed it. So yeah, it's like, like a timeline. Yeah, and it has like the draw, like the, the the words that he put into yeah, it. Yeah, I'd buy those. Yeah, they're dope. Right? I would buy those. They're cool. They're, they're really good looking. I'm I'm proud. That's probably gonna be the next shoe that I buy. Nice man. Well, thank you for the lesson, and I'm sure the listeners are are, are loving the uh, little bit of the shoe game knowledge there. <laughs> uh, I just thought that'd be something fun to throw in. So. Um, to close I up. It, I and think we, it is a fun thing. And we, and we got to uh, we got to close this up in the next uh, in the next ten minutes. I'm sure we're lo- lo- losing viewers as as we speak when yeah. uh, when this is when this <laughs> is going at, at 57 minutes. So, but this is the most important part of the draft, or this is the most important part of the draft podcast, right? Yes. Um, I know in previous years I have been a stickler for um, pay me, and then you can know your position. Um, I kind of got lost in how we were going to do the podcast shows rather than sending out a separate email I want to talk about the draft order let's do it okay so that said for the first time ever ladies and gentlemen for the first time ever Ryan is feeling a little bit of a, a, a less of a of a um, a dictator as a commissioner <laughs> uh, making sure that we get the uh, get the money in play but I will say this I will forewarn all of the league members okay while I'm about to reveal the draft order on the podcast, here is what's going to happen the day of the draft if you do not pay me, hopefully before then or the day of. If you say, hey, I'm going to pay you on Monday, it's too late. Yes. You need to make sure that you're either paid you prior walk to through the door. or you're going to have to go to an ATM, you know, do something along those lines. But... For any reason, there's uh, always a couple, um, if you do not pay me before or the day of the draft, now knowing that you're going to have your draft position, you are going oh, to... Oh, I forgot a shoe. Oh, I forgot a shoe. <laughs> I forgot a shoe. Well, we, we, can talk about, we can talk about that. We'll talk about that later, later afterwards. Um, here's what's going to happen. Okay, I'm not going to say, oh, you forfeit your your you know your first pick, blah, blah, blah. Like I, I'm still a... 
a very uh, compromising uh, commissioner, and I feel like I'm a very fair commissioner. Well, I feel like this should be voted on next year then, because I feel like everybody will have some strong opinions about how we should handle it. I, I also I mean, feel like I, nobody's ever going to do this. Yeah, anymore. I think for the most part, we have about uh, 30% of the league uh, paid already, or 40%, I forget, uh, based off who sent me the PayPals. Um, but but here's a scoop. It's going to be a, uh, a two-way punishment, okay? The first thing that's going to happen to you, if you do not pay me prior to or on September 1st, is for your first-round pick, it will be... Okay, guys, so I'm not really sure what um, I left off at, but I just found out something very cool about the Anchor app. Well, it's not very cool, uh, but it actually stops recording after an hour. So Pat and I were going on in relations to everything that we talked about after I was getting into the penalty for the draft order. We announced the draft order. Uh, we talked about some of our positions, blah, 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 blah. Uh, some strategy around that, and it all didn't record. So I actually have to go and re-record some of these things. So as I was saying, I think as I was cut off was the penalty, um, and Pat and I were discussing uh, two potentials. And I'm going to try to go through this pretty quickly since we've already recorded about uh, 20 additional minutes that was not recorded. Um, is it, so we discussed, and potentially this is going to go to a vote today of, well, it is, if, if, if it applies, it's going to go to a vote today of the, uh, the draft. So if you do not pay me uh, prior to September 1st or the day of September 1st, meaning that after you leave in September 1st, I do not have money in my hand or some form of payment from you, uh, there are two suggested options. What I suggested was for your first round, you will be auto-drafted, meaning that whatever whoever player is at, the, at your draft position on whatever ranking we're looking at, whether it be ESPN, etc., that's your player. That's who you're going to put on the board. You don't have to think about it. So, cool. Um, and then the second piece of that punishment would be that you do not have the ability to draft a defense until the last round. Um, Pat suggested that we have a um, – you actually auto-draft the first two rounds – uh, so we'll be putting that into a vote, um, and then without further ado, I'm going to go into the actual draft order. I'm going to try to keep the same enthusiasm as I did on the prior uh, announcement of the draft. So this is a little bit different than what we've done in previous years, but I feel as though everyone's going to pay me, and it's not that big of a deal, and I want to talk about this a little bit more with Pat. So for the eighth season of the BAS Draft, the number one pick going into that day on September 1st is none other than Jeremy Chicken Nugget Terleski. So you will be having your pick potentially of Saquon Barkley or, or Alvin Kamara or Ezekiel Elliott or Christian McCaffrey. I think those are the top four consensus that we're looking at. At number two, uh, we have the best brother in all of the land, my brother Kyle Schwartz. At number three, we have the current DOS holder, Alex Galicepis, a.k.a. the Pound Slayer. At number four, we have our talented and enthusiastic graphic designer, Brandon. At number five, none other than... Yeah, fins up. None other than OG2, we have Joshua Levin. At number six, Frank the Tank, Frankie Q. Number seven, Andrew Talley, always bringing some uh, some interesting picks to wherever he's going and, and the draft and in the round, so always looking forward to, to that. 
Always a threat to win. Always a threat. Uh, at number eight, he's pulling either uh, a rabbit's out of a hat or uh, draft picks out of his ass, Kevin Shelley. <laughs> at number nine, you are your esteemed commissioner, Ryan. Number ten, we have uh, the other commissioner of LOEG. So we'll have the commissioners going in, in, in a snake draft format back-to-back. I'm sure we'll get pissed off at each other at least once or twice Abs- throughout the draft. I cannot wait to hear it. Oh, you, yeah, there's definitely going to be some You usually sit answer. next to each other as well. So yeah, it's yeah, gonna, we sit right next to each other. Yeah, so, so we might have to change uh, the seating order this year. Uh, at <laughs> number 11, and, and a spoiler for uh, discussion on the day of the draft, we have my, uh, my good friend, uh, Nigel. Uh, from the company that I work for, and I worked with him in previous roles. He is uh, an avid uh, fantasy football, um, an Eagles fan. So we don't—he doesn't like the Cowboys or anything like that. So I wouldn't bring anyone into the league. Uh, he's going to be a a sub. Definitely mandatory. Oh yeah! yeah oh yeah! Yeah! Have, yeah! No. Yeah! Nigel's great. He does a he does a, a every every Sunday he do he does a daily uh, with a with a bunch of people that he knows, and he's included me in that. So. Here we go. And then number 12, the current uh, back-to-back champ also will be the back-to-back picker in rounds one and two and, and multiple other rounds, uh, Patrick Bagley. So, so Pat, with that, uh, with that um, uh, announcement, how, how, do, how do you feel about the, uh, the order of what you're going to be drafting? I know we've discussed a little bit about how the uh, top six typically have a good playoff run, and now you and I are both sitting in the back of the, of the six. So, I mean, you know. I know we went into a lot of discussion in yep. regards to your strategy. How do you just reiterate everything word for word as we talked about before and go? <laughs> well, let's, <laughs> let's see how this goes. Um, uh, it, it Immediately, right away, it, it makes me think um, I, I'm going to have to really think about what, what, what I want on my team and, and what I'm comfortable with, with what is going to happen and what is going to come to me. Um, cause I feel like having, you know, the 12th and 13th pick is it, the 13th pick is like an extension of, excuse me, the first round, if you will. Absolutely. Um, everybody kind of knows what's going to happen. Uh, my worry and like what I'm trying to project or forecast, if you will, is trying to figure out how the next 23 picks after mine are going to go. That, that gap, right? That cause gap, you talked a little bit about it's a big going gap. receiver, receiver potentially, yep. right? Because yep. uh, again, your, your top, your top five running backs will most likely be gone there. You know, do you, do you, do you pick a Le'Veon Bell? Do you pick a Todd Gurley? You know, who's sitting there? I, I feel know? like you don't want to force that. And that's where I say, like, I feel like you just don't want to force it. Um, I feel like if I have my choice, I'd rather go wide receiver, wide receiver than force myself into wide receiver running back. Because I feel like with with our uh, obviously with our league being a full point, it just makes more sense in my mind. Um, other people may feel otherwise. I feel like some people think that running backs are what wins the fantasy football league. Now we were looking at um, some uh, some some uh, rankings, right? We looked at ESPN and yep. and, and uh, a fantasy football calculator, and and on based off Pat, you know, the two two uh, receivers that would be there potentially would be Michael Thomas and Julio Jones. Which would, from my perspective, if that were the case, would be I, I, almost no brainers. I would right? be I would be Absolutely. happy with that. Walking Absolutely. Away with that. Um, um, you know, but what I was looking at too, we had we had Tom Todd Gurley, James Conner. Um, just to name a couple of the uh, running backs that still be on the board. Joe Mixon falls in at 18. Um, but, you know, again, this is where you kind of have to make the decision is, like, how do you want to start out your draft, right, knowing it's a one-point PPR? Do you want to kind of go for for the top contenders, which, you know, I think is a very strong strategic approach, and most of the analysis would say that's probably what you want to do. And then, again, see, you know, if we're looking at, 23 picks down. I mean, you start looking at the uh, the Marlon Max, right? Carry on mm-hmm. Johnson's. Um, uh, 
You know, in the one that I have on, Sony it's, it's got Mark Ingram, David Montgomery, Sony Michelle, Philip Lindsay, like that category of, right. of running back. Um, so I All guess, which are like kind of like, okay, you know, Mark Ingram, you know, in, in, in that sense, like, you probably will go running back, running back at that point. Most likely. Right. Um, yeah. This one also has George Kittle in there, so, you know, you could go, if, if, if you feel confident in going with, with a, a, a top-tier tight end. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that George Kittle, in our in our draft, Kittle, Kelsey, and and, and, and Ertz. Ertz are going to go in the first two rounds. I I, I, I guarantee. Compl- I completely agree with you. Um, I feel like once one of those tight ends, the minute once one of those tight ends comes off the board, and it pretty much happened last year in our league, the other two are going to go simultaneously. Um, I, I like I said, I'm pretty sure that's how it happened in our draft last year. Let's see. Well, Kelsey and Ertz went back to back. Um, and Gronkowski won uh, in the second round. Kel- uh, Ertz and Kelsey won in the third round, one and two, basically. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it, like I said, it all depends on your strategy and what you feel comfortable. And with. that's where I think if you, if you just if you know the players and you know what the exactly. potential and how you want to start out your draft. I mean, if I think about where I'm at with nine, like I'm I'm kind of happy that I don't have to be completely upset, you know, with the top tier player not playing or being yeah. injured or whatever the case may be. Um, I feel know, like you're I, getting a consistent player. That yeah, I mean, I'm 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 still in the fence too. Do you go running back? Do you go receiver? I think I'm going to take. You know, I'm I'm in the same boat where I'm like thinking about, you know, and I think I mentioned it here prior to the 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 podcast cutting out in the first hour. But yeah. you know, things I'm looking at in 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 my in my drafting all across the board are things like, you know, what running backs are on what teams. What are mm-hmm. the you know what are the potentials to get catches? You know, from a PPR standpoint, and also you know looking at the the depth of the receivers across the board in teams, you know, like, I feel like there are certain teams that I'm more excited about than others, so I would want to get a piece of that, of that pie one way or another, uh, you know, again, from a, from a first round, first two, I always typically, if I look at my previous drafts, I, I always kind of go with the running back receiver, um, but I, I'm, I'm certainly not opposed to thinking about different variations of that as well, even running back, running back. I mean, yeah, absolutely. From that standpoint, it, it, I mean, it, it all like I said, it, it all depends on how it falls to you. And I think, I think even with having the ninth pick, you have a smaller range of players you can you have to focus on because, you know, you have three picks in between your pick, and then it's yeah, it's only you, have, it's only you actually have picks, like yeah. six picks, six picks, right? So if I if it. I go on this, and I'm, so, if, I'm, if I'm looking at this right now, between nine and and sixteen, we'll say, yeah, you got Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, David Johnson, Todd Gurley, Travis Kelsey, James Connor, Odell, Tyree Kill, Antonio Brown, then Joe Mixon, and then Juju Smith yeah. Schuster, and then right? like, but so so I guess I'd be completely happy with multiple combinations of those players. On the flip side, I will say your your wait isn't as long either, where you Correct. have like eighteen picks, I would say, but it's like, no no no, it's probably like twenty picks, no. Well, it's probably like 18, 19 picks. Yeah, I'm not good in between. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not good at math. Yeah, <laughs> as your brother says, I was told there would be no math. <clears throat> and and our and our esteemed Matthew Barry, who uh, the DOS holder, gets to uh, sign that book every year. I gotta make sure we're up on on, on speed with that too. Yeah, uh, I'm not even sure where that book resides as of right now. To be that's a that's a yeah. It might be with Jeremy. It may not be. I don't know. It might be up upstairs in my room. Not quite sure. Um. But yeah, I mean, you know, again, I think that there's uh, certainly if I look at the draft order in terms of the other individuals in our in our league that are drafting and where, 
you know, a lot uh, of good people I, got good. Hey man, that, I think that, it's. Yeah. I think it's. I feel like every year our league is just. It's unreal. I can't wait to see. You know, there's always just votes. I can't wait to see who's voted the the, the best team of our league. Oh, that's whoever, the best. Whoever yeah. has yeah, the yeah, best yeah. draft. I know Frank always puts those in in terms yeah. of the uh, the scores. I think my team two years ago had like a D grade, um, and yeah. I ended up winning. So I'll, yeah, that's I, that's fucking bullshit. All, I, all that I stuff. agree. Yeah, I mean, um, it's 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 too too soon. Uh, I will say that you know it feels good not drafting Eddie Lacy anymore. I honestly, I, I, to being a top in the top four, just knowing the running backs where the top four are with between any combination of of Camaro, McCaffrey, yep. Elliott, getting and one of them, McCaffrey getting is, one is of them. good to get one. You of feel those, very right? comfortable getting right. one of them. Yeah, you know, I, I mean honestly, like I think about like a McCaffrey and from a PPR standpoint, he is going to be a monster. Yep. Right. I agree. And he's a he's a brick shit house. I think he's he's a maybe like a he a definitely put on some serious weight. Dude, he's a monster. Yes. Um. So, but is he it, just a workout warrior? Because we'll see. I mean, he's he showed that he can he can he can definitely do it. I don't know. It, to me, is like is like we'll see uh, if the weight adds on. It, it kind of changes. Barkley live up the hype in season two. You know, is Elliot? You know, being being a prick in terms of uh, a contract and how he's playing. Um, you know what happens with Kamara, right? From a standpoint, I mean, you got him in dynasty, so you're. I'm sure you're. You're. You know, Ryan Hyde. My I, dynasty I running back. My dynasty running backs. I definitely feel really good. I think yeah. Kamara's gonna be great. Yeah. Um, my biggest concern is is Le'Veon Bell. Um, but I definitely feel I. If, if if we're talking dynasty, yes, I I feel like my running backs compared to your wide receivers, in dynasty, <laughs> like I feel comfortable putting up all, five of my running backs. I could say. And knowing that I feel pretty productive with them, which we might be trading one of them, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, yeah, I think that uh, there's a, there's definitely a potential uh, in terms of uh, a trade trade conversation there. Um, yeah, I mean, if I if I'm looking at the draft order, I mean, again, I, I think like, about the more the more I do fantasy football, like I don't really give a shit where I'm drafting. Nope. Right. I really I really don't care. It's like it's kind of like what we're saying. As long as you are uh, somewhat prepared. Yeah. You know, and can think on your feet, and you know, anytime you're coming up to to your pick, like understanding, you know, where what you need on your team, who's in that tier, and who you would be targeting. Yeah. The thing that sucks the most is when you have that player like literally circled, which I may not be able to do that if I'm if I'm if I'm uh, sitting next to DJ. Um, and that person before you're, you know, takes that that person. It, you know, yeah, it, it, it definitely it happens. Makes it interesting. It happens it definitely once happens. or twice a draft, and you just have to just say, you know, uh, swallow swallow down and, and take and take the next player that you may be thinking of. So, I think from a strategy standpoint, is like you know, in any tier of your draft, and try to pick two players that you want to be after, um, you know, because those are probably that's what um, makes it tough. Two, three. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's it it's, definitely makes it interesting. And be realistic, right? Yep. Don't don't be, be like, realistic. oh, this, you know, the person that's uh, yeah, that the, the one player I want is 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 yeah. uh, is is in any draft uh, two players down. You're like, oh, he's gonna come back to me. I, I don't necessarily think so. I also think I don't think it's important too that if you are you have you know high hopes for a particular uh, particular player that you um, you reach for him a little bit too. Absolutely, yeah. I, I think, think, and, I think and that's 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 definitely it, it's what you're comfortable with, yeah. like. If you think that person's worth it, then you absolutely go for it. Faux show. Sure. What uh, what rookies are you uh, most excited about right now? Rookies that I'm most excited about right now. Um, I'm excited about Daryl Henderson. 
Daryl Henderson. You think yes. you think he's going to be? I think, you think Todd Gurley's going to die. I don't think Todd Gurley's going to die. I think, uh, or, or sorry, not Daryl Henderson. Uh, I apologize, David Montgomery. David Montgomery. Yeah, I, I yeah, feel yeah. I feel pretty I, I good think, about David Montgomery. He, for, from a standpoint of like where he may fall is definitely yes. someone I'm I'm interested in from a rookie running back. Absolutely, I think he's going to definitely have a, a role. And, and with with Jordan good. Howard being gone, mm-hmm. I feel like he definitely fills into that one and two. We'll see what happens. Obviously, they're going to use Tariq Cohen in the in in the running game as well, but also as the pa- passing game. But I feel like they're going to put both of them out there. At the same time, so I think I think they'll, he'll be he'll have a good chance. Um, I'm always weary about drafting wide receiver run, uh, rookie wide receivers. Um, yeah, you know the one year I got lucky, I drafted Odell Beckham in like the tenth round when he had the hamstring. He was out for the first five weeks, but he came on and actually put me into the playoffs the one year when he made that ridiculous, disgusting catch, the one the three fingered catch oh, as I a know, rookie. Yeah. Um, so you know you 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 kind of get lucky. Last year, I guess I drafted Calvin Ridley. Uh, he did pretty well. I dropped him actually because I just didn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. My running backs weren't doing too well. I think well, he'll be so. to be good. I think. I think he will be continuing. That's, to that's be another good. team that's. Uh, I think got a lot of hype. They got a lot of firepower. Yeah. Um, they got a lot of hype. You see your boy again, fourteen round, like Matt Ryan's a tor- uh, definitely. A that's definitely not going to happen this year. Yeah, definitely um, a quarterback that I, that I would that I would target. Yes. Uh, yeah. This is his. You know, last year. I mean, you got to remember the first, the two years before that. It was his first year in the offense. So, that's the other thing you got to look at with quarterbacks. What offense is it? A new offensive oh, coordinator sure. is. It oh new, yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's that's definitely something too in terms of what the new um, um, teams that have co- new offense. coaching yeah, coaching staff. Absolutely. You know what, what, the, what their what their uh, what their game script may look like, and and that's that. I know that that kind of digs deep, but that's important, right? If you're, if you're thinking about. Uh, receivers that may be a number one receiver, and now you know the quarterback or quarterback, um, the coach. You know the coach is like you, he likes to spread the ball around, right? You know, exactly. and there's a couple examples like that. Um, you know, it doesn't even matter if there's a if, or just if there's a solid number you one. Can, you can take Jacksonville for instance. You got a new offensive coordinator and a new quarterback. Now, granted, those two know each other, but how there's is that a there's work? a lot of uh, there's a lot of connections, right? You know, you have someone like Kyler Murray, and I know. Um, uh, like Kingsbury, yeah, yep, yeah, they have they have the history. Yep. Um, so I mean, it's interesting, and, and I think these are you know from what we're trying to have with the the podcast today is really you know when you go into the draft, you really what, what do you, what do you, what are the things you think about, right? And I know people think a lot about different things, but I think what Pat and I both are kind of saying is you know it really does help to try to be somewhat prepared, right, and to try to understand. I mean, we all kind of know the players at this point. Um, but understand like what's coming in, what are the changes, and and ultimately, you know, how does that impact where you may be thinking about those those players? Yeah. There's all and again, there's always those um, the, those rabbits that you pull the hat, right? That are you know you're drafting them. And, I feel like everybody has them every year. <coughs> everyone has like them. Yeah. Got one. Everyone has them. So you know, again, you know, I, I think draft with draft with your gut, draft with what's on your sheet. You know, whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, you know, build the team that you think is going to win, right? And the team that's going to, you know, it's going to be able to take Pat out of, of his uh, out of his champion uh, seat. So I, I definitely look forward to that too. I can't. Yeah, I welcome the. Yeah, challenge. man. I mean, hey, it's another it's another season. You know, football uh, as a whole is just an exciting. time. I cannot wait. We got less than a month. I feel like before before uh, training camp starts. Yeah, so yeah. Gonna, I mean, it's definitely going to be coming a lot sooner. It's it's definitely exciting. Sunday I mean, specifically, coming. we're talking about the draft, right? Yep. Our draft is only, are you ready? At 
42 days, 18 hours, 42 minutes, and 16 seconds. Get pumped. Get pumped, I cannot wait. I am so excited for this. Well, Pat, I think we're closing it out now because we are really over. We had a great conversation. Thank you for uh, for doing this. I got got my wife who's pissed off upstairs. (laughs) We uh, we lost the last 20 minutes. Now we have to redo it. you know, so it's uh, it, it's great to have you in the league. Great to have though. you as a friend. We have you in the I have you in the golf league now too. Yes, so we'll that be is playing. True. I cannot wait to see you tomorrow. We'll, uh, we'll we'll play five times tomorrow. We'll be playing some uh, some golf in the morning uh, for for those for those of you uh, um, you know who who like that kind of stuff. I know I know Meech doesn't necessarily care for it. He still has my uh, my Nike shirts from when he uh, had to go and 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 participate in the golf <laughs> the golf tournament. Yeah, that was that was funny. He's like he calls me up. He's like Schwartz. I need some of your like you know golf clothes. Not it wasn't even no, golf clothes. No. It was like I need some of your like douchey golf clothes. So just like so, <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, all right, let me let me find something hot and pink for you. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I look forward to that. It's gonna be hot as hell, but whatever, man. It's uh, it's, it's fun it's, to it's fun. Uh, it's to be able to be to get away from uh, from from life and everything. So so that's it, guys. That's uh, that's season eight. Uh, uh, Pre uh, pre draft uh, podcast. That's also episode eight of the of the BAS Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, I appreciate every one of you and and look forward to seeing all of you guys September first. Uh, come twelve p.m. Send me my money, um, and you know hope you all have a great rest of your weekend as well as your week or whenever you plan on listening to this podcast. Just know I hope all the best for you guys. So uh, that's everything we got for today. Uh, a nice good uh, hour, hour and twenty two minutes. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy. And it's well worth it. You get to hear your draft. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, again, we we, we I got a, I got a little soft this year, so um, try you know trying to trying to get a little enthusiastic uh, approach to the draft this year. So guys, um, take care. This is your uh, your commissioner of the BAS League, Commissioner Schwartz. I uh, will talk with you all soon and. Uh, Yeah, in the words of uh, Matt Barry, right? Peace out. Peace out. All right, guys.